0: All right, welcome back to the Emergency Goalies podcast. We took last week off because it was the All-Star break and there weren't any games, so I figured we could talk about the games that we missed since the last episode on this one. So uh, the Blackhawks finished their West Coast trip, and as expected, they lost all three games, including the one Michael was at in Seattle. And, I mean, they didn't score any goals the last two games. It was just... Pretty much what they've been doing recently.
1: Yeah, I mean it's try real hard, but just not be able to finish anything. They were all competitive games. Uh, you know, I have no complaints about the way the Blackhawks are playing. Uh, you know, those last like three weeks or so before the break, they went out there and played their hearts out for just about every single one of those games. They just they they aren't getting rewarded for it. And it's, you know, continues to be because they've got six or seven guys out of the lineup, And until those guys come back, it's going to be really hard for the Blackhawks to
0: score. Yes. It's just the way it is. And, you know, Bedard, he's been skating. He even made an appearance in the All-Star game in the drill passing. But, yeah, it's just you have to wait for him until he's cleared for contact. And like you were saying, there's just not a lot of other options on the roster.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they didn't, you know, even with the the 10 days off or whatever it was, they're not really getting a lot of reinforcements back either. Tyler Johnson is the only guy um, that uh, appears to be coming off of the IR to play tomorrow night. So, I mean, that's that's a help. That's that is somebody that can score you know, it's not enough. Uh, It's going to be, it's going to continue to be a a big struggle until Bedard comes back. I mean, he's honestly the only real top six forward this team has.
0: But yeah, it's just, that's just the way it's going to be for a while. I was going to ask you too, we talked about there's the Dickinson re-signing, but there's Mm -hmm. no, right after we did our last episode, Peter Mrazic signed a two-year deal. And again, it's just, they have money to spend and he's been decent. So it's not a bad move.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where could they utilize the cap space to take on another bad contract and maybe get a draft pick out of it? E- yeah, they could. Um, <clears throat> but you are opening yourself up to some risk that way with, you know, is the player going to be unhappy? Is are they going to completely underperform and you know force you to call up somebody like Drew Camesso before they're ready or rely too heavily on Arvid Soderblom before he's too before he's ready? Um, they've obviously reached a point where they feel like Mirazik is a good fit in the locker room, a good fit for what they're trying to accomplish on the ice. And you know, they can still utilize the cap space to get draft picks in other ways if they want. Um, so it's, to me, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, is it maybe a slight missed opportunity? Sure. But it's not something that's going to make or break the rebuild. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, they, they feel comfortable with these three veterans that they've resigned for the next two years, just to provide a little bit of stability and carry over leadership And yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So it's, it's not going to hurt them. It's not going to help them. It's just, it's placeholder stuff, which, you know, you're going to run into some of
0: that with a rebuild. So. I guess in the other news, I guess, which is, I think possibly the least shocking news, the Blackhawks are going to um, play in the winter classic, which I mean, everyone, once Bedard was there, I mean, I think we all knew that was going to happen, but. They're going to play the Blues at Wrigley Field next year. And, yeah, it's not very surprising.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, at first I thought, oh, the the Blackhawks are definitely going to play in it. But, you know, maybe they would be the visiting team. Uh, but I did see something somewhere today after the announcement that the Blackhawks actually haven't hosted the Winter Classic in, like, over a decade. Yeah so yeah i guess it's you know they've played in it a bunch (laughs) um a lot of the teams want them to be the visiting team because they know it brings revenue so you know like when the blues have had it and other teams the 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 wild they've requested the blackhawks be the opponent yes um but it's actually been a while since the blackhawks actually hosted it so uh, i guess it's time actually for the blackhawks to actually host it again so um my my initial thought was oh you know oh another winter classic but in reality I, it makes sense so
0: i believe it, the it, last um winter classic the blackhawks hosted was the one you went to but i mean i guess that wasn't technically winter classic
1: yeah that was the stadium series but even that was like a decade ago mm-hmm. i want to say that was well i mean maybe not a decade it was seven seven years ago i want to say 2017 maybe
0: oh yeah something like that
1: yeah so i mean even that was was a while ago and yeah i think the last time they hosted the winter classic was 15 years ago 14 years ago
0: something like that year before they won the stanley cup the first yeah
1: yeah so so, yeah it's it's been quite a while (laughs) um so yeah it's it's time and i've got no problem with it uh i think Wrigley field makes sense um as opposed to soldier field Uh, but i I mean honestly neither one of them are a perfect venue for it (laughs) Uh, so it, uh i'm sure those tickets are going to be ridiculously expensive and I hope the Blackhawks fans that are in close enough proximity can enjoy it.
0: So I guess there's not much other news because um, obviously the Blackhawks were off this whole ten days. So there wasn't anything on the ice or anything like that. Yeah. But is there anything else you want to hit on? Ah, uh, you know it's
1: it's funny. There's. I was really hoping, you know, that they would get a couple of the injured guys back. Uh, But like I said, it's really just Tyler Johnson. But I, I guess that is sort of a good thing in that Tyler Johnson is one of the couple of guys that they have that could draw some interest at the trade deadline. And we are now like almost exactly a month out from the trade deadline. So getting him back in there keeping Colin Blackwell hopefully healthy for the next month. I think those are the two main trade pieces that they have. Jacob Magna is another potential possibility which is slightly funny because the Blackhawks just picked him up on waivers like 3 or 4 weeks ago, but he is a guy that was traded for a mid-round pick at last at the last trade deadline. He's come to the Blackhawks and he's done really well with the opportunity that he's been given. And so I could definitely see another team being interested in him again as a, you know, as a depth defenseman at the trade deadline. So I'd say those are probably the three guys that, you know, if you're interested in trade deadline watch stuff, uh, those are the three guys that we would like to see play well, um, over the next month and stay healthy. Um, you know, I, you're not going to get a big return for any of them, but if, if, if the Hawks are going to get anything this, 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 uh, March for any of their players, those are probably the three guys.
0: Yeah. So I guess them. I do not know if you wanted to, we could briefly touch on it. doesn't involve the Blackhawks. So, but there's a sure. team Canada scandal. There's been charges with like a, one prominent, I mean, Carter Hart, but just, I don't know if you want to say anything about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish it hadn't have taken so long for the police to kind of gather all of the information. This was something that, you know, has been hanging over. The initial police response was probably not what, (laughs) you know, is is what everyone wanted. And it was not until the media got involved and the story got out there that the police seemed to take this a little more seriously. To me, that is the biggest issue out of all of this. Um, but at least now the ball is rolling. They they seem to be doing things the right way. Uh, as you said, there's, I think it's five players in total, four, four or five Yeah, that have they, already been.
0: Yeah, five total and four NHL
1: players. Right, yeah, and then one former NHL guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the former NHL guy that... Uh, is apparently the the main focus uh, i think he's received the heaviest charges but yeah like you said carter hart uh dylan dubay uh, i'm drawing a blank on the other two current nhlers but um yeah it's uh know yeah, it's been a it's a been a big scandal with hockey canada for the last couple of years as this is this process has kind of played out you know the one connection to the blackhawks is that both taylor radish and Boris Kachuk were a member of that, uh, Canadian world junior team. Uh, they've both made statements. I believe that they have cooperated with the process. Uh, my guess is once the trial starts, uh, there will likely be multiple witnesses called from, from that team. So, you know, you may have one or both of them be involved in that fashion and um, you know, I guess there's always the potential for additional charges to be, to be brought. Um, that's not unusual in a, uh, in a sexual assault case from, from my understanding is, you know, especially when it's involved with a large group, as further information continues to be gathered, uh, bargain agreements, all that sort of thing can, uh, can, can increase the scope. So I, I wouldn't, uh, necessarily rule out that you know they're being charges filed with other players beyond the five but at least at this point we know what the focus of the investigation has has come to so yeah it's you know it's an unfortunate part of hockey culture over the last 100 years i mean that's just it's it's the way that hockey has developed i have a lot of issue with the canadian junior system um it it's uh, yeah it, it I, I i don't like taking those kids away from their families i don't like the amount of focus that gets put on you know their hockey development over other aspects of their lives it's it, it's a system that I think you know obviously can it has helped a number of people I'm not you know it, it it's not to say that good things can't come out of it but it's just one of those systems that I think yeah leaves itself open to bad situations yeah.
0: and there's a lot to be said for like just having like high school teams that's a lot uh, easier-
1: yeah. And, you know, it's not to say that bad things can't happen with that as well. I, I would like to think that, you know, if the kids were more closely supervised by their parents and and um structures outside of hockey that, you know, they would have a little bit more security in place. But of course we obviously don't parents aren't always the best parents as well and uh you know high school coaches can abuse kids just as easily as uh Juniors uh kid their coaches can can abuse kids
0: but it's the idea too that you just like you might sacrifice a little bit of hockey development but they can be more part of like their communities and stuff instead yeah not that they're yeah. Waiting, but yeah well and and I
1: think the uh the the part that concerns me the most is Canadian Hockey League, and uh, Hockey Canada, which runs the national team programs for them, uh, it it involves a lot of money, <laughs> and when it involves a lot of money, and you know, it obviously comes back to, you know, the the Blackhawks' own situation with Kyle Beach. You know, they make become aware of it, and they cover it up. They. It's they don't want it. They don't want it to disrupt the the on ice product. They don't want it to disrupt the money. They don't want it to disrupt reputation because reputation leads to money and further jobs and all that sort of thing. So it 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 doesn't. Like I said, it's it's a situation that that le- can lend itself to a lot of. Uh, ugly situations, and you know, this is a byproduct of that, but yeah, I this is just one of those things where the more of this stuff comes to light, the more pressure that gets put on, the hopefully better safeguards are put in place but also hopefully people remain more vigilant of this sort of thing and also any potential victims feel more secure in stepping forward because all of the, the you know bringing all the stuff into the light is is the right thing to do and it's it's the a, best thing
0: forward this is a massive massive story in Canada it's absolutely
1: true. yeah uh you know obviously hockey is the big sport out there and you know this is kind of the premier, you know this would be like a huge
0: well you know actually a perfect example was um team usa gymnastics is a very good parallel well i i was actually thinking
1: you know this would be like if five members of uh like the university of alabama football team yeah yeah i i think would probably be a a, a better us equivalent of this
0: yeah that would be um, true
1: where there's you know it's kind of it would be like a real national scandal sort of thing where, and, and about something you know about a team that a lot of people care about and an institution that a lot of people care about yeah. um so yeah it's it's a big deal and like i said it, it you want light brought to these things you want press pressure you want public opinion pressure you know in order to change the system a little bit and then like i said hopefully it just it it keeps keeps observers outside observers more vigilant and also provides more uh, you know hopefully a better environment for any potential victims to come forward um, yeah, okay. you know and it, 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 it and it to me this extends beyond um you know any potential players doing things to, you know, uh, a woman like this, but it, you know, it involves how many, how many players have we seen in the Canadian junior be victims of their coaches exactly. and of, or, and, and, you know, and of, uh, so it's, it's something that uh, hopefully can, um, you know, help protect more people if, if, if we, if we hopefully can ha- get this handled the right way, that's so what,
0: that that's what you that's what you hope. Yeah. All right. So, I guess we'll end now with the look ahead for the Blackhawks, and they're going to play some home games now after their long road trip, and starts uh, tomorrow against Minnesota. But again, like we say, they're going to be the underdog in pretty much every game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um... You know, it's it's three tough teams over the next week. It's Minnesota, it's the Rangers, it's Vancouver. Uh, but the Blackhawks have had a little more success at home. You know, they're going to be fresh, hopefully not rusty. Um, you know, every team has had a little bit of a break because of the All-Star break. The Blackhawks just happened to have their bye and the All-Star break kind of merged together. So they've had a, a really ex- extended um mm-hmm. Uh, time off but yeah uh, i i would expect a f- couple more goals yeah. uh, than what we've been seeing um you know hopefully they can start scoring two goals instead of one goal yeah. and if they can do that hey maybe more can steal a game here or there
0: progress there get the two goals a game yeah
1: yeah and you know like you said this it's this is a month of home games there's uh 10 games nine of them are at home so if the blackhawks are gonna kind of put together any kind of run of victories or anything uh between now and the end of the season this is probably the time where it happens um just just because of the nature of the schedule although like i said this this particular week doesn't bode well because it's three good opponents but uh, they they do face some, uh, you know, a, a slightly lesser uh, competition in some of the the games coming up later in the month. So, yeah, uh, we'll just see. And you know, hopefully, in a couple of weeks, Bedard will be cleared for contact, and we'll we'll get a little boost from him.
0: Yep. All right. Well, I think that's all we'll cover for this week. And uh, Michael, you're on Twitter. MJ underscore Ernst. S T H eighty five, and you can get the podcast on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify. And yeah, we've, we're going to be back in it the stretch run here. Maybe we'll see a little bit better play, and yeah, like you said, maybe we'll get Bedard back. But yeah, we'll see.